Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Colleen! Hey, girl! Oh, I missed you. Oh, I missed you, too. I'm so glad we're back on. I know. It's been a crazy week, and we have a superstar with us. We have an absolute celebrity here. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> I, mean, I just said that. No, she's so cool. Everybody knows her. We are so excited that we have Hillary Fulford here on our podcast. Yes, entrepreneur, beauty queen, all the things. Badass mom. <laughs> Badass mom. I mean, she's got so many irons in the fire. I'm so impressed with all the things that she does. I saw her earlier today and I was just kind of like starstruck. I'm like, hi. <laughs> she didn't know anything about who I am, which doesn't matter. But <laughs> really, I'm just a hot mess going from one thing to the other. It's great. No, that's the thing is we're all hot messes, just getting through, figuring it out as we go one step at a time. Making it look really good on Instagram. You <laughs> do make it look so good on Instagram. How do you do that? Well, is it exhausting? It can be very exhausting. On days that you don't see me posting, it means I've had a shitty day and I am busy. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Those are my days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like, because it just takes so much time to do the social media stuff and you have what, like 10,000 followers? Pretty close. But wow. it, it's a huge time commitment, but yeah. I know what like the end goal is. And when I started my personal brand, it was like such, it was just so important for me to get it right and to launch it. This is back in 2017. I knew it would really work well with my businesses. I think at that point, everyone was trying to find the person behind the business and was yeah. more interested right. in like this personal side of things. And I like Gary Vanderchuk and in 2017, he's like, if you don't have a personal brand, you have a business, you are missing the boat. So that's why I started it. And it's, it's became something that I love even more than I thought and more yeah. than just like a business. It's been like a way to connect with our guests and people in the community. And, you know, it really becomes like a personal resume and the opportunities that's come from it is pretty incredible. That's really is it amazing. Is hard for people to feel like they know you without even knowing you? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I always felt <laughs> like, like me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I always love when people are like, hey, I follow you. I'm like, great. It's total chaos. I'm so glad. <laughs> but I always say like, I'm not a traditional like influencer and I don't even like that word. I call it like I'm an oversharer because I have no editorial calendar. It's like, what do I feel like posting today? Which is totally wrong, I'm sure. But it's more authentic maybe that way. That's like, okay, what do I feel like talking about? I yeah, love that. For you. What's really going on in my life today? Versus like, sometimes I'm like, oh, a beautiful tablescape. I'm like, oh, screw that. How Let's you talk about that? like <laughs> housekeeping rooms today and cleaning. Oh my no, gosh. No, but you do such a beautiful job with all your entertaining and with your post, your food. Yeah. It looks like a dream. Oh, it's become like my happy place in my kitchen. You get home, you pour yourself a glass of wine. The kids are playing. My husband and I chat. Like, it's like my favorite time of the day. So it's like very sacred. Oh, I love that. Well, let's yeah. back it up because we okay, just yes. went full bore. <laughs> yes. So number back. one, before we forget, how can folks follow you on Instagram, Facebook, all those places? Yes. Um, just my first and last name, Hillary Folkford on Instagram, Facebook, all the good stuff. Otherwise, our businesses are also just our business names, RSVP Motel, Farmer's Daughter's Cafe, and Sacagawea Hotel. How That's a lot. Did that all get going. <laughs> uh, one, one. I'm absolutely obsessed with all of those. <laughs> Thank you. You were the beginning to change. I'm on the mid. Oh, you're on the Midtown board too. Yes. Yes, we're on the Midtown board together. 
which is just changing seventh. It used to be like the worst part of Bozeman. And you were the initial thing that started changing seventh and getting other investors to invest. 100%, yeah. And developers to put big money down there. It's really, really cool to see. It's mm-hmm. been wonderful to see what's happening on seventh and all the growth and that urban renewal, renewal district. It's really cool. It's kind of the corridor of our city coming into our really amazing downtown. So it's kind of about time to spruce things up. So that was Back in 2017, when we bought the, it was the Rainbow Motel. It was our second, our, our second boutique property. Our other one is in Three Forks, Sacagawea Hotel. And we had had that for almost six years. So fairly well-oiled machine. And we were ready for another project. Bozeman, as you guys know now, it's completely blown up. But back then we knew it was on the verge. And we, we really wanted a piece of it before there was nothing else to buy. So we did our timing was impeccable. The timing worked out. And we always say like, if things are meant to be, they're meant to be right. So we bought it for the right price. I mean, we did the first initial walkthrough and it was so horrible. Like we had rooms called purple rain and the (laughs) rainbow room, you know, the shag carpet and those comforters. You just like, you got to just burn because you never know what you've seen on those. So the renovation, we thought, oh, it'll take us, you know, maybe a year. We'll put some lipstick on that. And the project was a three-year project. You know, mm-hmm. our budget started at like four million, ended up being seven. You know, it was like this, you know, all the things that we ran into and things we learned what not to do next time. Um, but the par- project came together three years later and um, it's been great. It's been a huge success so far. And we have the Farmer's Daughters Cafe connected, which is our passion project for our love of whole, really good food growing up on a farm, a fourth generation Montana farming family. So we took a lot of my grandmother's recipes, but made them more of what we love, which is more like the gluten-free and the dairy-free and just a little bit more healthier um, things to Bozeman. So it's one of my favorite um, restaurants. Oh, thank you. I my had the avocado to toast today. Oh. I was going there like way too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk to us about your growing up in Montana, your history. Where are you from? Like, what is your family? Like, just bring it on back for us and then yeah. we'll walk into the Sacagawea and moving forward. So very, very close-knit family. Like I said, fourth four generation of farmers. Um, I grew up on a dryland wheat farm in Three Forks, Montana. So I learned at an early age what hard work looked like and what it took to run a business. You know, my parents were dreamers. So they took the farm and then they made it into something even bigger, which was Wheat Montana, where they took the wheat, where then they milled it and then they baked the bread and they sold it all over the U.S., but also had a little retail deli. And that's where I I learned how to um, work in a deli at age four and five, which child labor laws were no such thing back then. Yep, same. Yep, my dad at the candy store. I was working there from a very young age. Yes. So it was really great just to see. And I think that a lot of those lessons have paid off later on in life. So I was in grad school at the time when the community approached my family and said, hey, do you guys want to buy Sacagawea Hotel? It's a 1910 historic, beautiful property, very run down. It needs a lot of love. They said, you're entrepreneurs. You guys can figure it out. He said, why not? So my parents are like, please come back and help us. We have no idea what we're doing. I said, I don't either. And I don't want to do that. Somehow they got me back and I was sitting on the tractor for 12 hours a day, seating chickpeas and bartending at night at the restaurant. I was like, okay, what am I doing? (laughs) But anyways, uh, 11 years later, I'm still working with them and it's been a really great opportunity. And my sister's my business partner as well. So we're way too close. It's very strange. Yeah. Is it like, (laughs) how does that work with your sister? Do you guys get like a little like bickering stuff or is it working pretty yeah, well? It works pretty well. We, we very much compliment each other. You know, she's six years younger. So she's like tech savvy. Thank goodness. Cause she's yeah. very good on all the socials and I can do more of like the operation side of things, but we can be very honest with each, with each other, which is always like the best part is like we have the same goal in mind. 
And there's really, there's not a lot of fighting. It's kind of like, get your shit done. You know, right. or I'm going right. to call you out on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. So that's, it's been great. I'm so lucky to have her. She's actually on her honeymoon in Mexico right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds so good. Oh, that sounds so nice. We're like in mud season right, right? now. So. <laughs> We're grateful. We're yeah, grateful yes. for the warm weather. <laughs> yes. Every season it feels like there's something to bitch about, but yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> so, okay. So the Sacagawea, can you talk us through like kind of what it looked like? You know, you purchased, I mean, this is a real estate podcast, so I want to keep it real estate yeah. for sure. So you purchased a rundown hotel. So like, what are all the things that you did in order to yeah. renovate that place? So my husband, who is a financial planner, he's really good with numbers. Him and I, we sat down and we said, hey, how do we buy hotels and how do we flip them? What's the equation? I think we were in New York City at a bar and it's on a bar napkin somewhere in our house where we came up with this equation. You got to buy it for X amount. You need to sell the rooms for X amount. And then your occupancy has to be at a certain amount just to break even, just so we know if it's even a viable deal. And the Sacagawea was the price of a small home. I mean, in the real estate world, I think it was like $500,000, which now you'd be like, that's insane. So it's in the middle of our small town. It's absolutely stunning. Um, 1910 historic. It was a railroad town um, back in the day. So it's really beautiful, but it needed a lot of love. So we did top to bottom renovation put in a new bar pub down in the basement, which is really fun. I love fun that spot. Yes, the food's good. Put in a fine dining restaurant, which we had no idea how to do fine dining, but was so lucky to find a chef out of um, Flathead, Montana. And he's been with us 11 years, which is wow. also unheard of in the chef world. It really and is. And it says a lot amazing. about you. Yes, but he's also amazing. So that's been really great. And then we do weddings, which is eh, a little love-hate relationship mm-hmm. we have with them. But it's obviously a great market, but it's um, there are a lot of work. And then we put in a wedding venue out on my parents' farm that overlooks the Jefferson and the bridges. It's really beautiful. So we can kind of capture all of that. And then people can just stay there with their whole families. They rent the whole place out. So that's been really fun. The best wow. part of the property is this wraparound porch. You know, mm-hmm. you definitely feel like yes. you're in the South. That's so beautiful. So and summertime. the rocking is, chairs you oh, have out there. Yeah, it's the place mm-hmm. to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I was just there the other day and it, I was just thinking about how amazing it was and what it, what it used to look like compared to what it looks like now. And how you kept uh, like that, the feel, you didn't go super modern with it. You really kept the time of it. It's really, really yeah, nice. It's kind it's of like well done. stepping back in time when you yes. walk in, but you still have like a few modern touches. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the food is amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Both upstairs and downstairs. We like, go out there with friends who like, get like rent a car or limo or something and like go out there and have, have a moment. It's really fun. fun. Yeah. (laughs) And get a limo, have a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that was massive. And then, so then, you know, kind of walking back the timeline again to, to that, then you purchase on the seventh. And so it was, it was disgusting, ugly. In, oh, in, it was in that hotel like run down. Yeah. I mean, like, like, you feel like I remember going to happen over there. Yeah. yeah. Like it was- because that's where my parents used to exchange us girls when we were kids was at the rainbow. Funny. We used to swim in the, in the pool. Yeah, that no was there. So, yeah. So, I mean, it was, when we were kids, it was like, Oh, the, with the hotel, with the pool, you yes. know, you don't care. But now what you guys have done with it. And I love that you guys, the restaurant is so, um, it's different than what you can get anywhere else in Bozeman. It's it's so high level, classy, boutiquey, like you said. And I love that you keep using that word because it really is exactly. And what, our, totally our guests agree. love that. A lot of them they're staying with us because they can get a celery juice in the morning. They can get an avocado toast. You, know, you can get things on the road while you're traveling that might be a little bit healthier. But the best part about the the cafe is bringing in the community with our hotel guests, and it's wonderful to see everyone interact. And that was our biggest you know challenge. So we said, how do we get the community involved? in our little motel because most people aren't staying with us at our local, but hopefully they're going to be visiting us in the cafe and we rent out the pool. So if people don't know it's a motor and it's very classic style, right? You have the, the courtyard pool and the exterior um, rooms and 
Um, the renovation, I mean, it was a huge renovation. We went all the way down to the studs. I mean, we ripped up the, the carpet and below it was the ground. And we're like, <laughs> Whoa. Okay, so there's oh, no wow. foundation. So we should probably work on that. The pool is so <laughs> fun to rent. We rented it for a bachelor party oh, yes. or bachelorette party and we had a great time. It's fun. Also, what the style that you brought to it, it's so unique. It's clean, it's modern, but cozy at the same time. It's girly. It's like, it's just Instagram What perfection. do the rooms look like? Oh, it's, they're gorgeous. They're funky and they're cool. We work with Abby Hetherington, who's a local interior. She's insane. Like she's amazing. She has like vision. And so a lot of the rooms are moody, but they have this amazing artwork in there. And she worked with a local artist to get that done. And it, it really brings in like some of that Montana feel, but also with like this elevated feel. We have a lot of our furniture came from Italy. There's actually a line out of Milan, which they flew there to make sure it was all great. And it was like this beautiful, like, velvet um, headboards, but also is like very mid-century modern. So you're yes. keeping some of that feel. Wow. We want to keep that nostalgia of, you know, pulling up with your parents and like your car and jumping out and you're at this motor inn, but then you walk inside, you're going to have great amenities. We work with these amazing people. There's a local female miner in town. She found all these crystals. So we leave two crystals for our guests um, in their room saying, here's a piece of Montana. Please take it home. Oh, we have, oh that yeah, little touches. It's so fun. And you can feel that when you're in there. There's it's so much, yeah. They go a long way. And I think yep. that people that own businesses, I always say, how do you find like value add that doesn't like cost you a ton, but your guests right. feel so appreciated. The first time we love to travel. So the first time we went to Paris, we had champagne when we checked into the hotel. So now every property of ours, you get champagne when you check in, like just little things like that, I think right. go a long way. And people remember those things. And it gives it an experience. Definitely. Yeah. So how are you doing all this? How are you juggling it all? This is, and you, you're a mom of two, correct? Mom of two, yes. Um, one day at a time. I keep telling yeah. myself, you know, write all the to-do lists. They're really, really good. I finally, after I had my son, I was like, I have to start asking for help. And that's what we did. You know, I, I always hate talking about it, but we hired a nanny and it like kills our bottom line. But it, my husband and I know like that's what we need to get to the next level. So that's been like such a blessing. My parents have been so helpful. So it's just like asking for more help as much you as must I have- can fantastic managers and being able to delegate to other people. So you're not actually running the day to day. We're getting there. This is as of like three months ago. Otherwise I was doing the day to day and the what? hiring and it was insane. And I was saying before we started the podcast, it was not sustainable this summer, cleaning hotel rooms, doing the dishes. Like it was insane. Hardest summer of my life. I mean, post COVID, I think a lot of businesses went through that where no staff came back. Um, we were busy, which was, we were so grateful for, but we're like, how do we keep up with the capacity? So we had to make some changes. We cut our menu in half. And I know a lot of our guests were upset about that, but that's the direction you have to go. Like, it's just not sustainable if you don't have the people. So but we're getting to the point where we're starting to hire the best right so now. How many there. employees do you have? About 60 at each property. Wow. wow. That's a lot to manage and yes. payroll. And, and I do the payroll. Oh it's my like my goodness. biggest nightmare every two oh. weeks. I'm like, oh my gosh, do not screw this up. Yeah. <laughs> and oh then just managing their schedules and all of that. That's yeah. just so much to take on and so much. Oh man, yeah. I'm looking for less responsibility. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm learning, that, learning to say no to more things. That right. is, but like I said, I hired a director um, of operations and she has been saving my life. I needed her three years ago. So mm-hmm. life has gotten so much better. Oh, <laughs> But it's not only that you're running these properties and doing these things, but you are creating an amazing brand online. And I mean, you have a ton, a ton of followers, like 10,000 followers. That's insane. Like that's insane numbers. I mean, we would love to have them. I don't even look how many followers because it would stress me out. But, you know, that's it's incredible. And then you take the time to create all these beautiful, I mean, beautiful photos and everything that you do. I mean, it's it's amazing. I don't know how you do it. Like, when do you sleep? <laughs> Not often. <laughs> but but um, the, the personal brand's been so fun because it's able, I'm able to use like some of my creative mind that I don't always get to use at work on the day to day that I can apply towards 
um, creating content. And I love to cook. So a lot of cooking stuff, a lot of stuff with my kids, things like that. So the, the Instagrams become so much more fun than I thought it would ever be. Yeah. How old are your kids again? Four and two. Four and two. She's like little bitties. Yes. (laughs) They're the best. And that's the other thing too. I always talk to moms about, I'm like, it is like that mom guilt that you have all the time. Am I doing the right thing? Am I spending the right, you know, the best part though, I do believe right now, like we're in a place where the time I am with my kids is like quality. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, having some serious phone rules for myself when I get home is like, and and training my team on how you can reach me like after hours, so to speak, Mm -hmm. like you can reach me if you call me. I know it's important. Otherwise, like I'm not going to answer probably a text or an email. Right. Can't guarantee it anyway. So that's always like, you know, setting those boundaries. I think have been huge for me recently. Yeah. How do you do time management? Are you trying to treat this as like an eight to five Monday through Friday? Or is that even possible? (laughs) Not possible. Seven days a week for sure. I always say I'm always available via phone. And if it's an emergency, call me. Otherwise, I might not see it. So we're Mm -hmm. kind of told our team like here's, you know, the protocols on how to get a hold of anyone. And I always want to be there for our team because they're working so hard for me. I'm like, wait a second, if I'm at home relaxing, I should be able to help them. So there's always a little bit of guilt of that as well. So yeah, we kind of set some boundaries, which have been good. Good, good for you. That's Ooh, amazing. I'm, I'm tired thinking about it. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, ex- I'm inspired too, because I, so inspired. I think about like, you know, we, we look at some of these rundown properties. There's one right across the street that I'm looking at. We look at some of these rundown properties and we think, you know, like what could we potentially create with that? And so it's very inspiring to me. So Hillary, like, what do you look for when you're looking at a property? Like, how can you see the life in it? And like, maybe what is your design process? Like, how do you, how do you dig into all of that? Yes. Well, we love to reimagine properties. We think that it's hard to recreate some of these structures that were built 50 to 100 years ago. And they, they have so much charm and so much love. I mean, like you said, your, your mom used to drop you off there, like at the rate, like people have so many memories in these spots. So it's like, how do you take them and how do you make them better? Um, so the best first for us is location. You know, we want to make sure like, what is there around for guests to do? What can we give them? That's something interesting. And Bozeman right now, there's so many opportunities. I'm like, people will stay. We need more rooms. We need more hotels. It's crazy. So that's one of the big things we're looking for. But as we expand our brand, we're really looking into Montana because it's really taking off. And I think people want a piece of it. They want to feel, they want to come here and they want a little bit of the West. So we're looking into expanding into three new markets right now in Montana. And there's just not a lot of boutique hotels. You know, it's not, not, it's not saturated yet, you know, knock on wood. So there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, our parks, they have not seen this kind of traffic ever. And there's just nothing that's like really cool and stand out with the Yellowstone and Glacier. So those are our next two markets. Um, RSVP Motel Yellowstone and RSVP um, Glacier and Flathead. You're going to keep the same brand. I think that's really smart. We think we have a brand that we can pick up and do again and again and again. There's a few metrics that we look for when we're looking for properties. We really like the exterior corridor. Again, it's like that motor in feel. Um, Also with craziness that's gone on the last two years, people really like our remote check-in process. They don't have to come to a lobby. They don't have to go inside. So that's been really great. So those are kind of our models that we're looking for. And again, right now you have to buy right. Right. And in this market, there's nothing to buy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we missed a couple opportunities in the last year and those properties went up, you know, doubled. So we're, we're kind of kicking ourselves there, but we know the right property will come along. And a lot of them are cold calling right now. So we're just, we're cold calling um, hotels that we think, you know, need some love and people might be willing to sell. As you guys know, wow. everyone has a number. Yep. So yep. it's kind of like, does that fit our model and, and can we sustain that? So our little equation that we have on our bar napkin, we use that, we plug it in and we're like, is this, will this work or not? Is your husband pretty involved in all of it or is it more just your, you and your sister? Mainly just me and my sister. He's so good at numbers. So that's the one thing I do bounce a lot of ideas. That would be an me. amazing yeah, asset. <laughs> yes. I mean, just to have somebody just be like, I want to roll this idea by you. It, tell me, is it good or bad? You right. know, just because he can be very black and white with it. What a huge asset. And then you guys can just run with it right. and add all your 
there's charm to it. I mean, it's yes. a, an incredible equation. So, wow, 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 wow. So what do you see like moving into this year? I know you're shopping for some new properties. Mm-hmm. I mean, but anything specific happening this year? Any new exciting things that you're working on? Um, we, we did briefly talk. There is possibly some TV talk going on. Yeah, so we'll, I can talk about that maybe later. We did do some filming last week, which was really, really exciting. Um, but we just want to take the brand to the next level. I mean, we want to do 10 hotels in 10 years, which is a huge and wow. lofty goal. So we're to the point now we have to raise some money, which we haven't done in the past. And that's a huge undertaking. But I have a pretty good mentor that's been helping me with the process. And, you know, a lot of people want uh, more diversity right now when it comes to their portfolio. So that's exciting as well. So I think the timing is right. It's just now we need to buy right. Um, we know and these, that's going to be the tough part yes, with it being such a hot market. Because we know these properties are going to need, you know, five to seven million dollars in renovations. So you got to buy them for the right price. So that's going to be our biggest challenge. Wow. I'm so inspired. I am too. Like she just blew my socks off. What did off. you do? Can <laughs> you still Lots work out? <laughs> Can you sing? No. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm so inspired. Thank you, Hillary, so much for your time. I, I, I just feel like we should go do more things. I know. Yeah. We can do, we're, like everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should do everything. Yeah. Um, and make it look cool at the same time. So yes, thank you again. Thank you for having so me. You yeah, you're the best. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate.